Bokertov, we're continuing the book of Shemuel Aleph, chapter 7, right? End of 7, yeah. Shemuel gathered all the people at Mitzpah, and he told them to get rid of their Abodah Zarah. We knew that during Shemuel's lifetime, Vainahu B'nai Yisrael Adonai, B'nai Yisrael were drawn to God, but it seems like they still, even though they were serving God, they didn't get rid of all of the Abodah Zarah that was in their midst. So Shemuel gathers them to Mitzvah, which was where Yoshua fought, fought one of his battles. It was a very central location, a place of miracles for many Israel, and a place where they had national gatherings. And they make a big, big commitment where they get rid of all of the Abodah Zarah. While they're there, the Pelishtim see them and they say, let's go and attack. So the Pelishtim go and B'nai Israel say to Shemuel, do not be quiet, please cry out to Hashem. And he will save us from the hands of the Pelishtim. Same words they used last time they fought the Pelishtim. But last time they said, the Aaron will save us from the hands of the Pelishtim. This time they have the Aaron. And they say, Shemuel, Hashem will save us from the Pelishtim. So they've learned their lesson. Shemuel then prays to Hashem. And the camp of the Pelishtim is confounded. They are struck before B'nai Israel, And... Um, uh, Shemuel puts a stone called Evan Ha'azer in the place where they, where was that? 12. Until where they struck them, right? Between Mitzvah and Shen. I don't know where that is exactly, but it because seems to be the place where they, drunk. yeah, no, no, I know, oh, the pas- oh. I know the Pasuk, I'm saying, I don't know where Mitzvah and Shen is. What do you mean by stones like a? A rock, a handful, or is it like a boulder that everybody? I don't know. Sees probably it? a boulder, but they they did that a lot. I understand, but how did he take a boulder like this? And do you remember the last time we saw stones being used for a thing? Uh, Yoshua. Yoshua, exactly. Gilgal. When they first stopped, they erected the stones. At the Yarden, at the Yarden, yeah, the Yarden stones to remind the next generations that all. So they took stones out of the the Yarden. They took stones out of the Yarden. No, that all that was that was the second time. They that was that was Reuven, God, and Menashe. The first one that I was referring to was they took stones out of the Yarden. They took them to Gilgal and they set them up as a monument to remember the the splitting of the thing of the Yarden. And Yoshua on his own took a few more stones and left them in the Yarden. In the Yarden. As a second reminder. And then Reuven got him in Asher, took a stone, and they made it. No, they made him his What did they do? Well, maybe they made him his bear. I don't remember what they did exactly. They made an altar. It was an altar they made? Uh, the rest of or like, what the hell? Half tribes, they made a place of altar that mm. they couldn't do korbans that you can see from across right, the river. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, then the Pelishim were... Were, uh, were humbled before Israel and they did not come they did not come into Israel's territory any longer the hand of God was against the Pelishtim all the days of Shemuel the cities that the Pelishtim had taken from Israel 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 they were returned to Israel Ekron from Ekron Gat Israel from Ekron to Gat and their borders Israel saved from the Pelishtim and took Repossessed those territories. ben Israel and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Why do we have to know this? It seems like when the Amorites saw 
that the Jewish people had defeated the Pelishtim, they said, okay, we're, we won't do anything now. We're not going to get involved. So they stood back and they were humbled. And so there was peace between them as well. Shemuel judged Israel all the days of his life. What are these places? Shemuel would go every year and he would do a, a, a tour of Bet-El and Gilgal and Mitzpah. These are key places. Bet-El, key place. Gilgal, first... Bethel, uh, Abraham Avinu was in Bethel when he when he was uh, when he stopped when he came to Israel. Yaakov stopped in Bethel when he went back when he was leaving Israel. Um, what else is there? There, Bethel is a big city. Uh, Mitzpah, Mitzpah was a, was a place of that war, so it was a very big city also. And he judged Israel in all of these locations, in Bethel, in Mitzpah, in Gilgal. This was where his tour was. Wait. Utshuvato probably did these cities so that people would come and approach him. Utshuvato and his dwelling place, Haramata, was in Ramah. Kisham Beto, that was where his house was. Besham Shafat at Israel, and there he judged Israel. So if people from the rest of Israel wanted to come and see him, they could find him in Ramah. And that's where they would take him. But even Sham Mizbeach Adonai, and he also built a Mizbeach there to God. Now, why was he allowed to build a Mizbeach to God? There? Because Shiloh was destroyed. Uh, so as long as in the, by the Pelishim. Oh, 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 oh. It's, it's not, no. It's not even Midrash. It's from Divrei Amim, I think. Shimuel doesn't tell us that Shiloh was destroyed. But as long as the Aron was not in Shiloh, it, the, I think in Divrei Amim it gives us the backstory that the Pelishim also destroyed Shiloh. But as long as the Aron was not in Shiloh, the Mizbeach, Mizbachot, the Bamot were allowed. Welcome today we don't have Mizbachot. Today we are Tameh. Huh? Today we are Tameh. Because we're Tameh, we don't have, we can't do Korbanah? Um, no. Once the second Beit HaMikdash was established, yeah. the Kedushah of the second Beit HaMikdash remains. This, the, the location of the Beit HaMikdash is still holy. So from now on, the Bamot are Asur. Even though it's destroyed. Because it's considered as if it's built. But, but in those times When there was no Beit HaMikdash And Shiloh was destroyed The Bamot became Mutar This is also Midrash by the way Remember because if, if you really want to, to look at the Tanakh closely And you try to Hold Tanakh to the standard of There are no Bamot allowed anywhere if, We had a few Very questions rough. It's rough There are a lot of places no, Where it so seems like They were doing Bamot Last chapter Where he made a Mizbeach Just in the middle of nowhere I think it was in Mitzvah In Mitzvah but this was the question that we had before that we asked Rabbi Eli. He said, "If you're gonna burn the entire thing to God, then it's okay." No, I don't remember. I don't remember what. I remember I didn't like the answer. I know you didn't like <laughs> the answer, but it wasn't. I'm saying it's not. It's not. It's it's not so compelling. It's they, it's hard to understand. They can't partake in it themselves, but they burned the entire thing to God. Right. Okay, so anyways, he would go, so basically Shemuel would do a tour in the main cities of Israel, and he dwelled in Ramah. The Chachamim say um, that anywhere he went, here, any place that he would go, he took his house with him. He wouldn't benefit from anybody wherever he went. He wouldn't take anybody's food. 
he would only he would pay for himself for all of his tours. He never uh, he never accepted lodging anywhere without paying for it. He never did anything other than with his own money. Whenever it says Kisham Beto, it's referring to Kisham not only in Ramah, but every place that he went, he took his house with him, meaning he paid, paid his own way. Uh, that goes to show that Shemuel was a very, very exemplary leader and that he did not take any bribes or he did not take any money from anyone or he was not dependent on anyone. He paid his own way and he didn't make anybody's life difficult. How did he get paid? Where is his source of income? I don't know. And he built a Mizbeach to Hashem. On the day that Shiloh was destroyed, who threw a Bamot. The Bamot became Mutar. Then that's why he made his Bama there. And yeah. Okay, next. So that's that discussion. Uh, chapter 8. When Shemuel got older, he made his sons leaders of Israel. His first son, the oldest, was Yoel. And the second was Aviyah. They were judges in Beersheba. Now, where is Beersheba? It's south of Israel. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Chachamim say that that was a mistake because they should have been more central. Why are you judging Israel from the south? What happens if some Jew lives in the north? You have to come all the way to the south to get judgment. It's not a good place for a leader to, be, to set up shop. You want to be in a place where people have access to you. You're not, you're not like a, you know, it's not like a, you're some person who's not inaccessible because you're too good for everyone. Leader of Israel is a servant of Israel. So he should be somewhere in the middle. See, and, and, it's, and it shows, look at the Radak, it's beautiful. It wants to show us that Yoel and Aviyah, these two sons of Shemuel, did not go in the way of their father. He went around to all these random cities. He didn't even accept money from them. He paid his own way, just so Israel should all have access to him. And he can, he can you know, judge them. And for them, it wasn't enough that they didn't do that. They didn't go around and go on tour to see the people. They sat at the edge of Israel. And if let's say one of them would have gone to the south and one to the north, it would have been great. But they both sat in the same exact place. Huh. Right? So uh, that was their problem. Uh, they did not go in his way, did not go in Shumuel's path. And they, were, they were, uh, went after bribes. So they, they went after money and they took bribes. And they corrupted justice. Okay, so that's like bad. Um, that's here, that's here. I'm reading, I'm reading a Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel. So the sons of Shemuel were not good. This is like a, a classic Tanakh thing that the sons of the leaders are never, they never come out as good as the father. But it's an interesting contrast. Shemuel went around, did not take anybody's money. You know, maybe that's why the Chachamim say that he didn't even take payment for his tours. To contrast him even more to his sons, who not only didn't go on tour, they took bribes also. You know? Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Amen, amen.